with Adam and Christina Hannon. Hello, you are listening to Forefront. This is Adam and Christina Hannon. We've been married for 17 years. We have four kids. And in this podcast, Marriage Checking Question Time, Build Communications, which launches into stories of adventure and friendship in marriage. This so. has been an adventure. 17 <laughs> years of fun. There we go. What's something that's brought you joy this week? What's something that's been hard this week? And what's something, this is the anything goes, that's been on the forefront of your mind? These are the three questions that we're going to be asking each other in this episode. And we encourage you to ask these questions, both of you, uh, to each other in your marriage. So you can just start this week. What's something that brought you joy? I got a new nephew. We we got, we a, got new a new nephew. nephew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. He so, is so cute. I mean, we haven't seen him in person. They're no. still in the hospital. I mean, he's new. Like just early this morning, right? Huxley is his name. So cool. We're a state away, and I just want to go pinch baby cheeks. Oh, he he looks amazing. What yeah. a cool name too. Do you think we get to call him Hux? Well, I hope so because I'm going to call him Hux. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So really excited, really excited. Uh, Who's going to be the fun uncle, me or uh, the other brother? The other brother is pretty fun. We will have competitions. (laughs) May the best man win, best (laughs) uncle title. I mean, the other brother could be the crazy uncle. Okay. He'll be the crazy one. I'll be the, I don't know, well-tempered fun uncle. The moderately fun one. Moderately fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, have fun in moderation. Get to work, Hux. <laughs> that wasn't a fair question. No. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay, so celebrating our new nephew. What's something that's brought you joy this week? I got to go to a barn party, a shed party. We got to go to a we, we. barn okay, party. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, it's um. Oh, man. It's graduation party season. You know, we've been invited to all kinds of graduation parties. And, you know, now we're we're living in Iowa where we grew up in small towns in Minnesota. I grew up in a farming town. Yep. And so my standard of a party, like if you're saying like, oh, we're going to have a party, it's in somebody's shed on their farm. You've got all these tables with the, you know, table liners from the dollar store or wherever. And eventually at some point somebody pulls out, you know, the the really cool ATV and takes the kids for a ride and they're like losing their heads going through the ditches, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh totally you know, clear in the driveway. Oh yeah. yeah. It's just a blast. But then it's funny, you know, there's always some sort of ground beef Maybe it's tacos, maybe it's sloppy joes or something, but you know where it came from because there's cows right, <laughs> right next to the shed. You know. What was this one's name? <laughs> it's great. Like, it's just like this. This is home. This is the true definition of party. You know, it's just funny to think about because we have, you know, next year probably Mick will be graduating, and so we'll have a grad party. Yeah. And so as we think about how do we host a grad party, well, we're gonna need to. We're going to need to get some cows. You think so? Like, I don't, what else do you serve other than your fresh ground beef? Well. <laughs> but I don't, I don't even have a cow. I'm at a loss. Well, we know people. <laughs> we know people. How do we do this? <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, it's interesting to me as we think about like what kind of expectations we put on ourselves. When we, when we think about hosting a grad party or a reception of some sort, you know, we want to do it well. We want it to be great. And then you think about like, really, it's about 
who's there? I mean, th- these are mm-hmm. great parties yeah, with well, family, yeah. open air with that cow <laughs> scent coming in. And it was fun. You're right. You're right. Because you're surrounded by family. You're yes. surrounded by friends and people who, who love you. And, and they're not there because you put on some great show of a party. They're there because they love you. Right. I mean, they're not there for the food. The food was really good, FYI. It was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was cake. <laughs> anyway, what's something that's been hard for you this week? Okay, we don't have cows. We do have woodchucks. <laughs> and uh, they are the bane of my existence right now. They're digging under our garage. I don't know what to do about it. Here's an image that is forever burned in my mind. <laughs> Is you. I look up. I'm washing the dishes in the kitchen. I look up out the window, and there you are, running across the cornfield, chasing after this woodchuck. (laughs) (laughs) And the kids. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. They're just cheering you on, and, like, I don't know if they were scared or proud or both. I don't know, some of each, but you're right, the woodchucks. That's that's hard. Yep. Yep. We have one less woodchuck, but there are more. There are more. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot, apparently. <laughs> I tell you what, when I got back from the cornfield, though, I got a hero's reception from the kids. They were cheering me on. It was like a parade. <laughs> it felt pretty good. <laughs> what to one do about, down. What to do about the rest of them, I have no idea. I'm at a loss. I don't know. What's been hard for you this week? Wait, do you remember when we were first married... And we finally came to that realization that I go shopping not necessarily to buy things. Mm-hmm. Because you had always thought, well, a person would go shopping in order to purchase. Right. Makes so sense to me. Yeah. You, I mean, like in the beginning of our marriage, you were kind of upset like that I was shopping so much. Mm-hmm. Because you assumed then that I was spending money. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't because I wasn't buying anything. Yeah. I'm spending time. Yeah. And sometimes I go shopping with you and you're putting all sorts of things in the cart and I'm getting all stressed out. And by the time we uh, are ready to check out, you're putting everything in the cart back on the shelves and not actually buying them. So what what I've learned is I enjoy shopping as like a sport or a recreational activity. I don't know. Like, a, like catch and release fishing. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You know, that's, <laughs> that's it. That is what it is. It took me so long to figure that out. But you know you know who hasn't figured that out is our kids. Right. And this has become a point of tension in our relationship. Now, it had been a point of tension in our marriage until we had, like, come to this recognition. Like, okay, she's not buying everything. Right. This is a hobby. And now it's a point of tension with me and my kids. And maybe it's just time for that heart to heart. Like, I can't buy everything at the store. And I don't want to buy everything in the store. Right. But I do really enjoy just acknowledging how great something is. Mm. For example, at Sam's Club right now, there's this deluxe microwave air fryer, oven, combination item. Ooh. It's like, it pretty much does everything. Multi-purpose tool. It is. And I've seen it online, but I've never seen it in person. 
Mm. So how big is it? You know, what's it actually look like? Is this something I would want in my kitchen? I don't know because I've never seen it in a person. So I'm standing there admiring this beautiful microwave and talking about like, wow, it does this. And wouldn't that be great? And my daughter's like, yeah, let's get it. Because we haven't had a microwave in years. Right. It died <laughs> and we just haven't replaced it because we haven't found the perfect one. And I think the kids are kind of frustrated. Like, come on, we could just microwave food. No, I don't. I don't want an ugly microwave. <laughs> I want the best microwave ever. And maybe I want the microwave that's also an air fryer and a convection oven. Mm, maybe. Maybe. But I'm not sure. So I'm just going to look at it and walk away to the detriment of my relationships with my children. They couldn't handle it. They didn't they understand couldn't. it. Like, so. Why wouldn't you buy this? Well, it's $200. <laughs> and then I have to put it in my kitchen forever. <laughs> right. going to take up all my counter space. Right. And uh, how do you how do you teach our kids that that's just your personality? That's just your style when it comes to shopping. It took me way too long. I I totally get that they don't understand that yet. Mm-hmm. But the faster they do, um, I don't know, might prepare them for their marriage. I don't know. Maybe I should speed things up or <laughs> not irritate people in the process. But anyway, you do you. You do you, babe. So what's something that's been on the forefront of your mind this week? Recently on one of our afternoon walks, we were talking about trying to find ways to serve as a family, to volunteer and get our kids kind of uh, looking off of themselves and onto other people and, and, and work hard, you know, all those different things. And then you went ahead and uh, signed us up for a ball. <laughs> Yeah, it was the Wishes and More ball. It's a charity ball. So they had granted us a wish when our son Miles was with us. And this seemed just like a great way to give back a little bit, I guess, and just recognize like they're still helping people. They're still making a difference in the lives of people who are going through hard things. And so they're having a ball, which sounds amazing. Yeah. And... I would like to be involved in that. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cool because our kids actually worked hard. We brought them all. They all had a great attitude, you know, all the way from age 17 to our youngest is eight. And they were working hard, packing gift bags, putting things on tables, helping things look nice, just moving things around the whole convention center. Like, They worked hard. And when I'm in a situation like that, I know there's a lot of work to be done. And I get it. Like, I'm a fast walker. I think I walk faster than the average person, at least faster than the average (laughs) eight-year-old or 13 or 15 or 17-year-old. But, you know, I just led by example. And let's do this. Let's go. And they totally followed suit. And they kept pace. And they worked hard. And they smiled the whole way through. That was so good. Yeah. Serving as a family. Yeah. I think it's really good for us. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably good for anyone because yeah. it, it gets you out of your, you know, all the, you know, selfish thoughts about, oh, which microwave should I get? Oh, there are bigger problems in the world. And mm. um, how can we help people right. and come alongside and serve them? So. Isn't that neat? Because if I were to take my kids into the garage and work on some things and try to teach them some skills or, you know, maybe in the kitchen or around the house or whatever, trying to pass on these skills, uh, what's their interest level at? From a scale of one to 10, it's maybe like a negative three, right? (laughs) But you do it in a situation like this and what's their interest level at? You can teach them skills 
and pass on some great things to them and they're actually interested. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, how many times have I tried to teach the boys how to wrap presents? Well, all of a sudden they're at a charity ball and they're in charge of all the gift bags. So yeah. they know how to tissue paper now. <laughs> <laughs> they never cared before. This is great. So I guess you need to sign us up for more balls. I guess so. So what's something that's been on the forefront of your mind, babe? Well, we've had some exciting news in our family this past week. You just recently accepted a new position at your radio station at Life 101.9, yeah. and you are now the station manager. And um, congratulations. Thank you. By the way, I'm so just so excited for you and so proud of you. Um, but also just thinking about the journey that God has brought you on to prepare you to come to this position and and I think to thrive in this position um to I got to drop you off for your interview because your interview was up in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. um because the station you work for is part of the University of Northwestern the mm-hmm. network of stations there and so I dropped you off there for your interview and funny thing is that that's the same parking lot That I used to come to when we were first, you know, newly married and you had one of your first jobs in radio where you were pretty much a a glorified babysitter. It was a (laughs) weekend overnight at KTIS. Oh, it was it was so much fun and I loved it. And I wanted to get into radio full time so bad, but that's where I started. That is where you started. And, you know. It's a great place to start. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. really was. And so I would come um, after you had worked an overnight on your weekend shift, and it was <laughs> Sunday morning, and I had our, our oldest son was at that time an infant, and we would come and pick you up on Sunday morning and go to church together. And, you know, that's the same parking lot, and this time I was dropping you off for your, um, you know, interview for station manager. And... What a great time to just sit and reflect at the faithfulness of God, really, mm-hmm. and how he's been with us through this whole journey, you know, always providing for us, always um, preparing us, really, for what's next when for what's next when we don't even know what's next. And it's just it's been a journey. It's been a lot of unknowns. Um, but it's always been good, and it's been an honor to walk along, you know, with you in that. But and I appreciate the ride, <laughs> literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny too, because I've also been studying the Book of Jonah, and the Book of Jonah just ends so abruptly. We don't know, you know, how does the story end for Jonah? What happens to him after you know God spares the city of Nineveh? And so much of that parking lot experience reminds me of, like, we don't know the end of the story. You know, when I was dropping you off, um, or rather, when I was picking you up, when I had our baby son and you were just, you know, trying to get into radio, we had no idea what God had in store for us over the next, what has it been, 17 years? 18 years, yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, dropping you off for this interview, 
we have no idea, you know, what what God has next, how he's going to use you. And and I don't ever want to become complacent or or think, oh, well, now, you know, we've got this next position. We've we've arrived. Now we can just kind of put up our feet and, you know, relax. No, like our God is so big and so powerful and always working because he always has more of himself to reveal to us. And and there are always more people who need to hear the message of Jesus Christ. And and so the fact that you're in the industry of sharing that news, Hmm. it's not going to be a stagnant industry. And so this isn't just like a, okay, we're done, you know, let's, let's relax. Mm -mm. It's (laughs) like, all right, I dropped you off for this thing. Get ready because God's going to do some more some more amazing work, and, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Same goes for you, by the way. Uh, you may not know what comes next in the story, but God God has a whole new chapter. We just, we just don't know what it is yet. Well, thank you so much for listening to Forefront. This has been Adam and Christina Hannon. And Forefront is a production of Northwestern Media.